Let us pray. Then Zedekiah the king sent and took him out. And the king asked him secretly in his house and said, Is there any word from the Lord? And Jeremiah said, There is. For he said, Thou shalt be delivered unto the hand of the king of Babylon. Jeremiah 37.17 When life deals me hard blows, then I'm left on my knees gasping at air. Like Jeremiah, I will remember your empowering words of wisdom found in the Bible. In the face of adversity, I will not relent, so that I can appease the itching ears of those wanting me to cower underneath the weight of their criticism. When these moments arise, I will hold my head up and look up to the heavens where my help comes from. I will not place my hope in man. Instead, I will put my trust in the Creator of heaven and earth. Strengthen my stance. Season my words. Let my life serve as a conduit for your glory. I will not back down from doing and saying what is right, even if it means I lose favor with others. Because I'd rather have the favor of God on and over my life than the temporary favor of man. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Grasping at Air In our last story, we witnessed the brutal downfall of Judah. King Nebuchadnezzar, armed with the entire Chaldean army, obliterated Judah and its defenses. Homes burned, captives were taken, and the temple was lost. The only glimmer of hope was in the words of Jeremiah from the Lord. God promised them a future and a hope in Him. He promised that when the time came, He would rescue them. In this story, we learn about Jeremiah's interaction with King Zedekiah before the Chaldean onslaught. King Zedekiah held on to the vain hope that Judah could rise against King Nebuchadnezzar and his armies. However, Jeremiah assured him that it was the Lord's will that Judah fall. Inspired by the books of Jeremiah, 2 Chronicles, and 2 Kings. Hello, this is Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. Thank you so very much for joining us. In our previous episode... We heard how Judah was overtaken by the mighty Babylonians and King Nebuchadnezzar. Despite warning after warning and calls to return to God, the people refused, so God sent the Babylonians in and they pillaged the nation, killing so many men and women and children and taking captive God's people. But God sent a word of hope, reminding them of his undying faithfulness and plans for them in the future. In today's reading, we go back a bit in time before the fall of Judah when Zedekiah ruled. The Chaldeans were coming and Judah would soon be devastated. Zedekiah held out hope for victory. But as Jeremiah revealed to him, 
God's will was being done, and nothing could prevent it. Let's hear now from God's Word. King Nebuchadnezzar was breathing down the back of Jerusalem. The first raid on the temple was nothing compared to what was about to come. King Jehoiakim was taken to reside in Babylon and sit under the rule of the tyrant king. Pleased with the chaos, King Nebuchadnezzar appointed Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, as king over Judah. The king of Babylon had already begun his tirade against Judah. It would not stand much longer. However, Nebuchadnezzar desired for the kingdom to remain standing a little longer while he warred against Egypt and Assyria. Although Zedekiah bore the name of his father, he was nothing like him. He was prideful and filled with blind rage. He watched as King Nebuchadnezzar burned down homes, farms, and temples. He hated Nebuchadnezzar, yet felt powerless against him. Holding on to hope that Judah may be saved, Zedekiah sent word to Jeremiah the prophet, saying, Please pray to God for our deliverance from Babylon. Jeremiah was among the people, doing his best to aid with medical attention and counsel. The first Babylonian raid was brutal, but nothing compared to what was to come. Jeremiah did his best to prepare the people for what was going to take place. He preached in the streets, helped men and women protect their children, and waited on the Lord. When the word from the king came, Jeremiah sought God's wisdom. The Lord spoke clearly and matter-of-factly. The Chaldeans are approaching, and they will lay waste to the entire country. They will capture Jerusalem, and it will erupt in flames. Do not give yourself false hope. You may think you can fight against them and win. You are wrong. To fight them would be grasping at air. Even if you slay them, the wounded will rise up and lay waste to the entire city. The word of God was sent as a response to King Zedekiah. They stung the king. They also stung Jeremiah, who did not want to see his city burn. However, he knew that this was the refining work of God. Zedekiah continued to rage against King Nebuchadnezzar. The Chaldeans were approaching, but were thwarted for a moment by the Egyptian army on the border. Judah held on to hope that Egypt may act as a wall between them and the massive army. As this was taking place, Jeremiah traveled down to the land of Benjamin. When he was at the gate, the sentry named Erijah stopped him. Halt! he yelled. The guard peered down at Jeremiah. His face was hard as stone. You are clearly going down to join the Chaldean army, he accused. Jeremiah scoffed at the notion. Of course not. What a stupid lie. Erijah's fist hooked upward and landed directly in Jeremiah's belly. He fell to the ground, gasping for air. The stone-like guard took ropes and bound Jeremiah. He brought him to his feet and escorted him to the palace officials. In the palace courtroom, Jeremiah was berated by the judges and sentenced to a beating and imprisonment. Large men approached him. With his hands still behind his back, Jeremiah received the countless blows from the palace guards. His ribs cracked and his face swelled from the impact of clubs. After a barrage of punches, the prophet was thrown into a prison cell. There he lay on the cold, damp floor praying to God. He could not see from the swelling and it hurt to breathe. Yet he knew that this was still nothing compared to what was about to come. Many days had passed and Jeremiah was regaining use of his eyes and body. One morning, Jeremiah's cell door opened. A bright light shone through. It was blinding. For a moment, he thought it might be an angel of the Lord to rescue him. Upon further inspection, it was just a palace guard coming to fetch him. 
Jeremiah had not seen daylight in a very long time. The prophet was escorted into the throne room of King Zedekiah. Jeremiah inspected the king's eyes. They were weary from battling against the Chaldeans and Babylonians. Jeremiah could sense the growing rage inside him. Is there a word from the Lord regarding the future of Judah? The king asked impassively. There was a pause as Jeremiah scanned the room. Guards surrounded him, clubs in hand. He knew they would be angry at a bad word. There is, Jeremiah replied. You and the entire country will be delivered into the hand of King Nebuchadnezzar. Zedekiah rose from his throne with force and stormed towards Jeremiah, yet he continued to speak. What crime have I committed to be put in your dungeon? Jeremiah yelled. Was it a good report you wanted? You are surrounded by false prophets tickling your ears with good news. I simply tell the truth. Now please, do not send me back into that prison. I will surely die if you do. The king ceased his attack against Jeremiah. He relented and had the guards escort him to the courthouse. He remained under careful watch by the guards. No more beatings were given to him, and he was allotted one loaf of bread a day. However, the bread would soon run out, for all of Judah was going to be ripped out from its foundation and taken by the forceful hand of King Nebuchadnezzar. Today's reading begins after the first attack of the Babylonians against Judah. The nation had already fallen to the foreign conqueror Nebuchadnezzar, and Jehoiakim had been sent away into exile into Babylon. Devastation and death came upon Judah as God's hand of judgment finally came down on the people. But things were going to get much worse. Nebuchadnezzar placed Zedekiah, the nephew of Jehoiakim, in the position of ruler. Zedekiah was not righteous like Josiah had been. Still, God continued to speak through Jeremiah, calling the people and the king to repentance and to return. Jeremiah 37.2 reveals Zedekiah's response. Neither he, nor his servants, nor the people of the land listened to the words of the Lord that he spoke through Jeremiah the prophet. Zedekiah hated Nebuchadnezzar and what Babylon was doing to Judah. But this was not righteous anger. It wasn't zeal for the Lord that made Zedekiah so indignant. It was his pride, the sense of being put to shame by the enemy. Yet, despite all his rage, he knew he had no power to fight back. So he summoned Jeremiah and asked him to contend for Judah with God. This was not a matter of Zedekiah honoring God. He was only looking for someone to grant his desires, to give him what he wanted. As absurd as this attitude seems, how often are our prayers selfish? We want God to do what we want Him to do. But prayer is not changing God's mind. Prayer is finding God's mind. And when our motives are not right, our hearts are misguided, and we are self-seeking, God will not answer those prayers. Such was the case with Zedekiah. But God had a purpose, and it wasn't to appease the ego of this stubborn king. When the king's request came to Jeremiah, he went to God, likely knowing the answer would not be favorable. And it wasn't. God told Jeremiah that the Chaldeans were coming. The onslaught of their army would set the city ablaze. They were a force that would not, could not be stopped. This is not, of course, what Zedekiah wanted to hear. He wanted happy news, better news. He wanted to hear that Judah stood a chance, that they could fight off the enemy and emerge victorious. 
but victory was not to come. The Chaldeans were, and they would bring disaster, pain, and suffering to Judah. The news gave Jeremiah no joy, but he understood that this was how God was going to refine his people. In the end, the pain would be worth it if God brought his people back to himself. So Jeremiah continued his ministry. As he traveled to Benjamin, Jeremiah was accused of trying to desert to the enemy's side. It was an absurd accusation, but still it landed him in prison where he received beatings after beatings until one day Zedekiah summoned him again. The king wanted good news, but still Jeremiah had no good news. How could there be good news if the people refused to repent? So once more, Jeremiah spoke God's words, this time telling the king the entire nation would fall into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. The truth is, there's no stopping the will of God nor the judgment of God when it comes. Jeremiah knew this, and finally Zedekiah seemed to resign himself to this as well. The immediate future was grim for Judah, but as Jeremiah would later remind the people in exile, God's plans were to give his people a hope and a future. That's Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. Jeremiah continued to serve the Lord with courage and conviction, and though he wasn't immune from suffering or pain or many tears, God would protect him for his own purposes. And the next time, we'll hear how God once more protected his prophet. Dear God, we know that you are an awesome and mighty God, that your plans and purposes are always fulfilled. So may we in our prayers and in our purposes align ourselves with you. May we commit ourselves to knowing and doing what you want and not just what we want to hear. May we be courageous always and speak your word and speak your truth and live bravely in our world, whatever the cost. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. You can download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer a priority in your life. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone you know and love because sharing the Word of God makes a powerful difference in people's lives. And let me encourage you, if you want to know more about God's power and how to live the Christian life, how to know God's Word, visit me at jackgraham.org jackgraham.org for resources as to how you can live a victorious Christian life. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pre News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.